Closed doors are not lost opportunities, beloved. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004. I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we read through the entire Bible in a year. You're looking great today. Welcome. It's good to see you. Our reading today is Isaiah 18 through 22. After that, of course, I'll have some comments. We'll do our On This Day in Church History, and then we'll be out of here. What do you say we get started? Isaiah chapter 18 Woe to the land shadowed with buzzing wings, which is beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, which sends ambassadors by sea, even in vessels of reed on the waters, saying, Go, swift messengers, to a nation tall and smooth of skin, to a people terrible from their beginning onward, a nation powerful and treading down, whose land the rivers divide. All inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth When he lifts up a banner on the mountains, you see it, and when he blows a trumpet, you hear it. For so the Lord said to me, I will take my rest, and I will look from my dwelling place like clear heat in sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the bud is perfect and the sour grape is ripening in the flower, he will both cut off the sprigs with pruning hooks and take away and cut down the branches. They will be left together for the mountain birds of prey and for the beasts of the earth. The birds of prey will summer on them, and the beasts of the earth will winter on them. In that time a present will be brought to the Lord of hosts from a people tall and smooth of skin, and from a people terrible from their beginning onward, a nation powerful and treading down, whose land the rivers divide, to the place of the name of the Lord of hosts, to Mount Zion. Isaiah chapter 19 The Burden Against Egypt Behold, the Lord rides on a swift cloud, and will come into Egypt. The idols of Egypt will totter at His presence, and the heart of Egypt will melt in its midst. I will set Egyptians against Egyptians. Everyone will fight against his brother, and everyone against his neighbor, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. The spirit of Egypt will fail in its midst. I will destroy their counsel, and they will consult the idols and the charmers, the mediums and the sorcerers. And the Egyptians I will give into the hand of a cruel master, and a fierce king will rule over them, says the Lord, the Lord of hosts. The waters will fail from the sea, and the river will be wasted and dried up. The rivers will turn foul. The brooks of defense will be emptied and dried up. The reeds and rushes will wither. The papyrus reeds by the river, by the mouth of the river, and everything sown by the river will wither, be driven away, and be no more. The fishermen will also mourn. All those will lament who cast hooks into the river, and they will languish who spread nets on the waters. Moreover, those who work in the fine flax and those who weave fine fabric will be ashamed, and its foundations will be broken. All who make wages will be troubled of soul. Surely the princes of Zoan are fools. Pharaoh's wise counselors give foolish counsel. How do you say to Pharaoh, I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings? Where are they? Where are your wise men? Let them tell you now, and let them know what the Lord of hosts has purposed against Egypt. The princes of Zoan have become fools. The princes of Noph are deceived. They have also deluded Egypt, those who are the mainstay of its tribes. The Lord has mingled a perverse spirit in her midst, and they have caused Egypt to err in all her work, as a drunken man staggers in his vomit. 
Neither will there be any work for Egypt which the head or tail, palm branch or bulrush may do. In that day Egypt will be like women, and will be afraid and fear because of the waving of the hand of the Lord of hosts, which he waves over it. And the land of Judah will be a terror to Egypt. Everyone who makes mention of it will be afraid in himself, because of the counsel of the Lord of hosts, which he has determined against it. In that day, five cities in the land of Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear by the Lord of hosts. One will be called the City of Destruction. In that day there will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar to the Lord at its border. And it will be for a sign and for a witness to the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt. For they will cry out to the Lord because of the oppressors, and he will send them a Savior and a mighty one, and he will deliver them. Then the Lord will be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians will know the Lord in that day, and will make sacrifice and offering. Yes, they will make a vow to the Lord and perform it. And the Lord will strike Egypt, he will strike it and heal it. They will return to the Lord, and he will be entreated by them and heal them. In that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria, and the Assyrian will come into Egypt, and the Egyptian into Assyria, and the Egyptians will serve with the Assyrians. In that day Israel will be one of three with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing in the midst of the land whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed is Egypt my people, and Assyria the work of my hands, and Israel my inheritance. Isaiah chapter 20 In the year that Assyria's king Sargon sent his general to Ashdod, he fought against Ashdod and captured it. At that time the Lord had spoken through Isaiah, Amos's son, Go, take off the morning clothes from your waist, and remove the shoes from your feet. And Isaiah did this, walking naked and barefoot. The Lord said, Just as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot three years as a sign and omen against Egypt and Cush, so will the king of Assyria lead the captives of Egypt and the exiles of Cush, both young and old, naked and barefoot, with buttocks bared, humiliating Egypt. They will be shattered and shamed because of Cush their hope, and because of Egypt their glory. On that day those who live on this coast will say, Look at those in whom we have hoped, to whom we fled for help and rescue from the king of Assyria. How then will we escape? Isaiah chapter 21 An Oracle About the Wilderness Near the Sea Like whirlwinds sweeping through the arid southern plain, it comes from the desert from a fearsome land. A harsh vision was proclaimed to me. The betrayer betrays, and the destroyer destroys. Go up, Elam, lay siege, Media. Put an end to all her groaning. Therefore I am shaken to my core in anguish. Pains have seized me like the pains of a woman in labor. I am too bent over to hear, too dismayed to see. My heart pounds, convulsions overpower me. He has turned my evening of pleasure into dread, setting the table, spreading the cloth, eating, drinking. Arise, captains, polish the shields. The Lord said this to me, Go, post a lookout to report what he sees. When he sees chariots, pairs of horsemen, donkey riders, camel riders, he should listen carefully, carefully, very carefully. Then the seer called out, Upon a watchtower, Lord, I am standing all day, and upon my observation post I am stationed throughout the night. Here they come, charioteers, pairs of horsemen. One spoke up and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, and all the images of her gods are shattered on the ground. 
O my downtrodden people, threshed on my threshing floor, what I heard from the Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel, I reported to you. An Oracle About Duma Someone is calling to me from Seir. Guard, how long is the night? Guard, how long is the night? The guard said, Morning has come, but it is still night. If you must inquire, inquire. Come back again. An Oracle About the Desert In the woods, in the desert where you camp, caravans of the Dedanites meet the thirsty with water. Inhabitants of the land of Tima greet the refugees with bread. They have fled from swords, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the intensity of battle. So the Lord said to me, Within a year, according to the number of years for which a laborer is hired, all the glory of Kedar will end. There will be few Kedarite archers remaining. The Lord God of Israel has spoken. Isaiah chapter 22 An Oracle About the Valley of Vision What is wrong with you that you have all gone up to the rooftops, you who are filled with noise, you roaring city, you party town? Your dead weren't slaughtered by the sword. They didn't die in battle. All your leaders escaped together, but were captured without a single bow shot. All your escapees were bound together, even though they fled far away. Therefore I said, Don't look at me, let me weep bitterly. Don't try to comfort me about the destruction of my dearly loved people. The Lord God of heavenly forces has a day of tumult and trampling and turmoil in the valley of vision, a breaking down of walls, a cry for help to the mountains. Elam carried the quiver with chariots and horsemen, and Kir uncovered the shield. Your finest valleys were filled with chariots. Your horsemen doggedly guarded the gate. Judah's covering has been stripped away. On that day you trusted the weapons in the forest house. You observed the many broken defenses in David's city, and you collected the waters of the lower pool. You counted Jerusalem's houses, and you tore down houses to fortify the wall. You made a reservoir between the walls for the water of the earlier pool, but you didn't trust its maker. You didn't consider the one who planned it long ago. The Lord God of heavenly forces called on that day for weeping and mourning and shaven heads and wearing of mourning clothes. But instead there was fun and frivolity, killing of cattle and slaughtering of sheep, eating of meat and drinking of wine. Eat and drink, tomorrow we will die. But the Lord of heavenly forces has revealed in my hearing, This iniquity won't be forgiven until you die, says the Lord God of heavenly forces. The Lord God of heavenly forces says, Go now to this official, to Shebna, who is in charge of the house, and say to him, What do you have here, and whom do you have here, that you have hewed out a tomb for yourself, you who cuts his grave on high and carves himself a home in the cliff? The Lord is about to hurl you down, mighty man. He is surely going to cover you with darkness. He will indeed unroll your head wrapping, rolling it like a ball into the open country. There you will die with your glorious chariots, you disgrace to the house of your master. I will thrust you from your monument. You will be pulled down from your platform. On that day I will call my servant Eliakim, Hilkiah's son. I will give him your robe and wrap him in your sash, and I will hand over to him your authority. He will be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place the key to David's house on his shoulder. What he opens, no one will close, and what he closes, no one will open. I will fasten him securely like a tent peg, 
and he will be a throne of honor for his ancestor's house. All the honor of his household will hang on him, the offspring and the offshoots, every little dish, every bowl, every jar. On that day, says the Lord of heavenly forces, the peg that is fastened securely will give way. It will be cut down, and it will fall, and all the load hanging on it will be lost. The Lord has spoken. Let's talk about chapter 22. As I said on the last Isaiah episode, Isaiah chapters 13 to 23 are prophecies against nations that have attacked and otherwise been troublesome for Jerusalem and Judah. So what's with chapter 22? This is a message about the destruction of Jerusalem. Well, unfortunately for them, Jerusalem and Judah at this point in their history had again turned from God. And because of this desertion, God would send no help when Babylon attacked. Jerusalem would try to make preparations for defense, but they refused to do the one thing that would stop the destruction. They would not return to the Lord. In the middle of the chapter, Isaiah spoke of Shebna, who served King Hezekiah as the administrator and scribe of the palace, both very high offices. Now, King Hezekiah was a good king who honored the Lord, but neither Shebna nor the people of Judah followed suit, so judgment fell on Shebna and the people. Shebna was a proud man who only sought to bring glory to himself, so much so that he had a great tomb built for himself, which was something often done in that day to show great power and wealth. Isaiah prophesied that the people of Judah and Jerusalem would be taken away into exile, but Shebna did not believe or listen. As was prophesied, he died in exile. Shebna's replacement was Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. There's another Eliakim spoken about in the Bible, but that's a different one. This is Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Where Shebna sought only to elevate himself, Eliakim is given an honored name by God. He's called my servant. What a contrast. God said, I will place the key to David's house on his shoulder. What he opens, no one will close, and what he closes, no one will open. David's house here is actually better translated as the house of David. As you might think, this phrase is actually a prophecy of the Messiah. And in Revelation 3:7, Jesus spoke of himself with these words. These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. God sometimes closes doors to us while opening others. He knows the plans he has for us, and out of love he closes doors that we think we want to go through. Closed doors are not lost opportunities, beloved. They keep us from wasted time or heartache and pain. What our prayer should be when we come to a door that is closed is, Lord, lead me to the open door. Through that door are blessings, fulfillment, and service to God. No aspiration could be higher than that. I'd love to hear your comments, and I've made it easy to do that. Just go to comment.lifespringmedia.com and put your comments down there, or you can send me an email at steve at lifespringmedia.com, or you can even comment on the show notes page for this episode. I want to hear what you have to say, and I'd like to share your comments on the show. Tomorrow we'll read Matthew 8 through 10. I love it when we're in the New Testament. How about you? Boost! This day in church history, September 24th, the year 787. 
The Second Council of Nicaea opened, the seventh of 21 ecumenical councils recognized by the Catholic Church. Under Pope Adrian I, the council limited the veneration of icons but condemned iconoclasm. If, like me, you're not Catholic, you might not know what those words mean. Well, an icon is a person or a thing widely admired, especially for having great influence or significance in a particular sphere. That, by the way, I think is from uh, Merriam-Webster. Let's see. uh, To venerate is to honor with a ritual act of devotion. And iconoclasm, or an iconoclast, is a person who destroys religious images or opposes their veneration. So, under this Pope Adrian I, the Second Council of Nicaea basically said it's not a good thing to overly venerate someone in the church or someone from the early church, but they also discouraged tearing down these people, these icons. And then on this date in church history, 1939, Juji Nakata died. He was a Japanese Christian evangelist who invited Charles and Letty Kalman to Japan in 1901. Under their inspiration, the Oriental Missionary Society was established in 1910. Well, thank you for another record-breaking day of streaming and boosting sats. Some of you have really taken hold of the value for value idea, and it warms my heart. I got no boostograms today, and they're fun to get. I love hearing from you in that way, but that's okay. You're streaming sats to me, and and that's fantastic. And I want to say thank you for helping to keep the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible going. God bless you. And if you're not into the sats thing, but want to help keep the show going, you can donate in a more familiar way by sending dollars. There's really no learning curve there. Just go to support.lifespringmedia.com and choose an amount that makes sense to you. $5, $20, $500, or any other number. Whatever value the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible has for you. You can make a one-time donation or weekly, monthly, or quarterly. An ongoing donation is helpful for planning on my part, but you choose. Only you know what makes sense for you. And by the way, there are certain titles that will be conferred on some levels of support, and I would love to recognize you on the show for achieving them. Just check it out at support.lifespringmedia.com. But whatever you send, however you do it, whatever amount, you are helping to spread the good news to a world that needs it. God bless you. You've heard me read some of those unusual Old Testament names on some of our recent episodes, and if you'd like to have these names easily roll off your tongue, all you need is my book, Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide. I spent over two years compiling this book, and pastors, students, teachers, and lots of others have given it an average of four and a half stars on Amazon, with 76% of those reviews being five-star ratings. Now, when you buy the book on my website, biblenames.link, you'll get two things that you don't get on Amazon. Number one is my guarantee. If you don't love the book, I'll refund your money. Number two, when you buy the book, you're helping to support this show. And because you're helping, I'll give you a discount since you're part of the LifeSpring family. When you check out, be sure to use discount code PODCAST and you'll get a 25% discount. But that's only at BibleNames.link. There are no new prayer requests today, but please continue to pray for Kathy and my mother-in-law, Joanne. Oh, wait a minute. Your family. You can call her Noni. 
When you send your prayer requests in, I promise to pray for you in my daily private prayer time, and I'll pray for you on the show so that we can all agree together as we take our requests to God. Just go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. And tell somebody about the show. You might even want to help them to subscribe. Tell them how cool it is to have a way to read through the Bible in a year. If they've been meaning to do it but never made it through, tell them they've got a way to do that now. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. Comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. I want to hear from you, your family. You're part of what makes this thing happen. A healthy family discusses things. Let's be a healthy family. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thanks for being here. I love spending time with you. My name is Steve Webb. Bye.